Hey now, hey now, hey now. This is the one you've been waiting for. Welcome to another episode of the You Need a Horror Podcast. As always, I've got my co-host Nick with me in his in his lawn chair, whatever Michael Myers shirt that is. I don't know what he's wearing again. It is a take on a Monet painting. Um, I don't know the painting, uh, but yeah, my wife saw it and she was like, well, you got to get that. And I was like, yeah, I do. So, and FYE was doing a, like, uh, buy one, get one half off. And I had already bought one. Uh, yeah. What, what, what is that? Yeah, I, t- I was telling you about the painting, the, you know, the old painting that the screamer, like, oh, starry, starry night. night. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it, the screamer. Yeah. Is that the same thing? Maybe not. Okay. This is probably yeah. right. Yeah. So like the screamer one, they have a Michael take on that. And I already had gotten oh. that one. And she was like, well, if it's half off, just buy the other one. I was like, all right. So yeah. Yep. That's what I'm wearing. I feel like everybody's representing tonight. Like I've got my return of the living dead to a hoodie on with a wife beater. Well, one of those like loose fitting ones, just something cozy for this. And Piz, is that the uh, part five VHS? Yes. Yes, it is. Man, you already know. You already know. We're all on theme. Everybody is representing themselves today, and I dig that. Yeah, Piz, man. Go ahead, Nick. I was just going to say, I feel self-conscious. I'm wearing a hat. People keep calling me out for wearing hats all the time. I'm starting to think maybe I shouldn't wear hats anymore. Hey, man, do do what you want to do, man. Just just do you, man. Just do you. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get peer pressured, so. Piz, what happened? You went back to uh, satellite internet a couple weeks ago. What what was going on? (laughs) Oh Jesus. Uh no, I don't I don't know. I just um there for a couple of days it was very spotty. So but it's uh, it's 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 bounced back. So Oh good to hear, man. Well, I know everybody was a little up they were upset, but you know what? We're ha- we're doing it now, so look at the bright side. If it would have happened already, it would be in the past, but now you're excited because we're doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre round two. The buzz is back. And uh, I mean, look, let's just let's just go ahead and get into it. You know, we're, let's just have a good time. Get into this piss. I mean, what was going on, on around? We're going to start with 2003's remake. I mean, what the hell was going on around this time? What was the world of horror like around this time for you? Like, what do you remember specifically? Oh, man, it was, you know, it was the end of the sort of scream style slasher movies. We had the scream, the scream style slasher movies that were going out in the early two thousands. Then there was that period where you were, we were having a lot of those found footage movies, trying to trying to be like the Blair Witch Project. But that's that the heyday of those kind of came and went pretty quick. It seems like so early two thousands. This was the um, it was the quiet before the remake storm. Yeah. And you know, I, we talk about how, like how bad horror was in the early nineties before scream. The genre was kind of dead. The genre was alive for the remakes, but the fans were dead inside. The remakes made the fans dead inside. Um, so that was that's that to me is a darker period mm. in horror history than the early 90s by far and we we talked about this on a previous one we did together uh crystal lake memories part two i believe where we spoke about this is the same year that freddie versus jason came out and we all felt like freddie versus jason came out five years too late maybe um yeah so yeah i mean i 
it, that's an interesting take on the, the genre at the time because I wasn't, I mean, I was old enough to remember those times, but I wasn't really like a horror fan then. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, did it, did it feel that way though? Did it feel like some of these were kind of, did it almost feel like you knew remakes were coming? Like some of these franchises had basically run their course. It was no, 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 no. Um, after Freddy versus Jason, I remember thinking, holy crap, we're going to have a, a, a resurgence in Friday the 13th movies, in Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and we'll have more Freddy versus Jason movies. That didn't happen. Remakes came in and just screwed all that up. When do you remember hearing about 2003s? Uh, was, it the, was it an internet buzz? or I, I don't remember exactly where I first heard about it. I'm sure it was on some website. Um, but I remember just being um, insulted. I, mean, I was, I, I, f- I felt just, it, it just felt like a complete blasphemy that they were remaking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, but, but this was already, this was after Dawn of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead had been a hit and Dawn of the Dead was better than most people I think expected. And um, so, I mean, I think there was maybe a little bit of hope that, this one would be okay too, but still it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, that's, you know, for me, that's like hollowed ground. I couldn't, it, it, it was, it was blasphemy. Cause this was your favorite horror movie, even at that point, right? 2003 oh, yeah. was Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So let's go into the theater. Do you remember the day you were like, today's the day I, this was my life before this is my life where there was one Texas Chainsaw Massacre and tomorrow there's going to be two. What was that moment like for you? I remember, um, well, I, I remember seeing the trailer for the first time and being like, okay, this actually looks pretty good. So that kind of got me a little curious about it. So I went, I'm pretty sure I went opening night. If it wasn't opening night, it was Saturday night of the opening weekend. And the theater was packed. This was like 7 p.m., 9 p.m., something like that totally packed i had to sit like on on the side like next to somebody <laughs> like there was just that was like the only seat i could find and um very early on in the movie i was like it, it slapped me across the face like holy crap this is this is pretty good like it, it was the scene where the the hitchhiker pulls the gun out of between her legs and commits suicide mm-hmm. and i just Oh my God. And the, the, the camera tracking through the, the van and out the back of her head, uh, and out the van. I, yeah, that was like the slap in the face moment where I was like, okay, this might, this might be something. And I remember being, I remember really liking that remake. I remember being just floored by it, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah. I was well, really impressed. Up. Very cool. Let's hold off either right there. Nick, are you I don't know. I think you're like probably like me. You saw this well after it came out, or at least not in the theater. Not in the, no, you I didn't did. see it in the theater. No, I didn't see it in the theater, but because I, I was 10 when it came out, but uh I watched it the following year because it came out on DVD and um my buddy Tommy and Chris, you know, uh Piz's doppelganger, Tommy, we've talked about him before. He he was a little bit older than us. Chris was a younger brother that was my age. So Tommy had already started collecting horror movies. And um his mom got him this remake when it came out on DVD and we watched it. 
uh, like it was probably not even a year after the movie came out. And I mean, to tell you, we watched it and watched it and watched it. And I remember, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Alien, what year did alien versus predator come out? What, what year was that? Was that Oh four or Oh five? Had to have been right pre Katrina. Oh, yes. Oh four. I remember so, my uncle talking about it right before Katrina or maybe a year before Katrina. That's what always sticks in my mind when it comes to this movie, believe it or not, is because we were on our way to the theater to see AVP watching it on the minivan screen uh, in the back. We were watching this remake. Um, and I mean, because we watched it all the time. And like a lot of people my age, I saw this one first. I did not see the original first. Uh, and I, I freaking loved this movie. I mean, I loved this movie. This movie scared the crap out of me. <laughs> you know, um, I watched the, the the original afterward, obviously, not long afterward. And Chris actually became a big TCM fan and he collects the franchise. This movie is what started that for him. And uh, so I got around to seeing the rest of them. Man, I remember this movie just being scary. Um, I thought that Arlie Ermey was fantastic. Arlie Ermey is fantastic in the movie. I really liked the cast. Um, I love Andrew Bronyarski as, as Leatherface. I thought that he just brought something to the role that was menacing. And, you know, the mask isn't super realistic in the sense of like decay or rotting flesh, I guess. Like it's more stylistically, a more stylistic approach, but yeah, loved this movie. Wore that DVD out, man. Watched it so much. So I caught it. I would right after the home video release, I, you know, wasn't able to sneak into a theater to see it at 10, but I saw it at home a few months later. Yeah. I, I didn't see it this till after uh, the beginning, the, the following entry. So uh, let me lead us off into the next portion. Piz, you're, you're a veteran of the show at this point. So you know how this rolls. Only one can get a 10 for this. And uh, I kind of like what Nick did when our, with our child's play. So when we're done, you're gonna, I want you to be thinking about which one of these you would exile completely. Uh, let me just start this because I really don't have too much to say. Uh, I'm going to get some crap for this. I like the 2003 remake, but I really don't see what the big deal is about it. I think it's pretty good. I don't like it as much as the beginning. I'll give it a six. I think that's pretty fair for me. I like it. I don't I don't swear by it though. So I'm gonna get a six. Now we're getting controversial already. I don't think Piz is gonna go very high either. I think he's probably thought it's it's uh those those tires are a little worn on it too. I could be wrong, but what do you think, Piz? I don't it's not aged well, I don't think. Um and I've seen it several times because I because I remember buying it on DVD when it first came out and watching it a few times um i don't know I, you know just that that sweaty skin tight shirt on jessica beale <laughs> yeah that's is, is, is a 10 alone for me uh just that alone is a 10 you better keep that in mind when we get to 3d i'm just saying you better <laughs> oh, keep God. that in mind when we get to 3d um but I, I, I would give, um, I would give the 2003 remake. I would give it a seven. Um, I've not watched it lately. It's probably been a couple of years. Well, I'd say more like a few years since I last saw it. But I saw it so much that, like, I, I, I remember it pretty well. But I, it's one of those movies that every subsequent time I saw it, I kind of went, kind of, it just kind of lost something for me. That's so I, I, I don't think it ages. 
very well. Well, you know, I got to stick true to myself. Um, if I'm being honest, I just did a re-ranking of the franchise after 2022 came out and I always go back and forth with the remake and the, and the original, you know, being one and two, one week it's number one, the next week it's number two. Uh, I'll go, I have to go 10, you know, I have to, this will have to be my 10. And, and it's funny because the back half of this franchise, I actually find a lot of enjoyment in a lot of these movies. So it's not going to be easy, but yeah, I'm going to give it my 10 just to, because I also haven't seen it in a few years. Um, and I'm sure you guys are right. It probably doesn't age as well. Uh, I think the next one we're going to talk about ages probably better. Um, but I, I really do enjoy it a lot. I mean, it's it's it was part of its nostalgia. It was it was very important uh, to me. It was probably my introduction into the genre at such a young age. That's the first one I really remember. Like, and I just remember watching it like crazy. Uh, this and like Halloween Five are like some of, and The Exorcist are some of my first horror memories. So they always just have that place for me. So I'll go ahead and get the suspense out of the way. This will be my ten. Mm-hmm. Funny story. I was at my, my grandpa turns 80 tomorrow and he's still kicking like a mule, man. God bless him. But we were celebrating his birthday today and the exorcist got brought up and I was like, I'm an exorcist three guy. I think that's better than the first one. And my entire family is losing their mind. What? The exorcist is the scariest movie ever. I'm like, well, what did you think about exorcist three? Well, I've never seen exorcist three. All of them. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? You've got to see exorcist three. And I, I was telling them, okay, mom, you stream it on this platform. Cause you have that. Mimi, my grandma, you stream it on this platform because you got that. It's the real deal. I swear to God. And like, they probably they probably got burnt by the heretic. And yes. Like, no more sequels. No more. Sequels. I was just I was just about to say that. That's how I was. I didn't see Exorcist three till I was an adult because I saw the heretic as a teenager and said that sucks. So, uh, and I saw Dominion as a teenager and I was like that sucks. Nah. So mm. yeah, yeah, I was really burnt. But yeah, you're right, Christian. There's an argument to be made there for Exorcist yeah. three. There is. Yeah. All right. So let's let's move on. And, and honestly, Nick, like I would say the majority of people would agree with you that this is going to be the 10 for the people watching that giving their own scores. I would say 90 percent are going to give this one a 10 of this era. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's on the Mount Rushmore, I think, of horror remakes. I don't think maybe if, if not Mount Rushmore in the sense of there's only four, I would just say it's definitely a top 10 horror remake for me, I would say. Well, and and when you think back on that era, Dawn of the Dead and, and Chainsaw kicked it off. Those are two pretty good remakes. And then most of everything that came after is just horrendous. And I I hate when people defend remakes or this era of remakes by going, well, John Carpenter's Halloween was a remake. David Cronenberg's The Fly was a remake. Yeah. <laughs> John Carpenter and David Cronenberg. We're not talking about some music video director who's, you know, high on blow the whole time. And these movies are, these are movies by committee. These, the, all the creative, uh, everything creative about these movies are being made. It's a decision being made at a board table. It's all about the cash in. Doesn't matter. It's the title, the main character, the villain, and we don't care about anything else. They'll come. And so I, I, I hate that when they, they're like, well, you know, John Carpenter's The Thing was a remake. Yeah, well, they remade John Carpenter's The Fog. You want to compare those two? <laughs> the difference yeah. is John Carpenter directed The Thing remake. David Cronenberg directed 
the freaking fly. The fly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's not it's even apples and same, oranges. Yeah, it's, it's just, not even well, the same ballpark. Those two kicked off this remake craze, and they were both good. Yeah, but I would agree with you. The <laughs> mid the mid two thousands, I think, was the weakest of the remake craze. If I'm being totally honest with you, Rob Zombie's Halloween is my second to least favorite um, Halloween movie. You know, once I, they once they got into like the stepfather mm-hmm. and prom night, yes, and the fog and. You know what I mean? You, ugh, it was computer generated almost. It was mounds. mounds I mean, they, shit. remember yeah. they? I think didn't they remake Mirrors or something? Like it that? sucked. Yeah, it sucked. And they did Mirrors too. For God's there were so many. Yeah, and there are some. Me. Yeah, there's some hidden gems in this era, though, guys. Original content. Check out a movie called Vacancy. It's oh, great! From 2007. It's a really fun. The Strangers. Gem. Oh wait, the Strangers, strangers as well. Another yeah. One. There's some we gotta do another episode on that too. Hidden gems from the two thousands. There were a few yeah. that slid in there, but yeah, those oh man, that that to me is really the darkest era of horror that I that I you know that I've survived through is the remake era. <laughs> that was just so soul crushing seeing all these great movies get these unbelievably awful remakes. Just oh yeah. god. Yeah. I'm sure people are feeling your pain, Piz. The the oh. remake of The Fog is in my top three most hated horror movies ever. I think yeah. that movie is absolutely awful. John Carpenter, <laughs> hey John Carpenter liked it because he got you know he, he got <laughs> paycheck. Yeah, he got that's, all, that's all I would I, care about. I feel bad that that was the last movie that Deborah Hill was what uh, any way creatively involved in. She was technically an executive producer and she did like approve some things, so she was kind of involved. I feel bad that's her last credit because that movie she didn't sucked. give up. She was battling no. cancer. She was. <laughs> you she know, was. God bless her, but. But I, I, you know, on upon doing research on it, I found out they actually did run things by her and get her opinion on things because Carpenter didn't want anything to do with it. He wanted to yeah. check, but he no. wasn't going to answer your questions. No. Yeah. When does he ever answer Car- your questions? Car- Car- Carpenter would go. Carpenter would go. Only thing you got to run by me is the check. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. So. Oh yep. my God. All right, Piz, man, what's going on a few years later? This beginning thing comes out. What do you what do you think of that? They're doing a prequel? I'm sure you're like, what what the hell's going on here? But is your is your trust built up a little bit at this point? Um I mean a little bit, yeah, because I'd liked I'd I'd liked the remake. Um I remember going and seeing the beginning like Friday afternoon matinee as soon as I got out of work. I, I went straight to the theater to watch the beginning. And um I am I am not a fan of that movie at all. I even I, I rewatched it prior to doing this, and there's just I, I can't I can't I can't deride any enjoyment out of that movie. Never could. <laughs> I guess that's it, right? That's, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 so it's it's like they took Texas Chainsaw Massacre into like a. they've thrown in some torture porn actually it's it's sort of more torture porn than it is like a it feels more like almost like a like a torture porn movie than like a texas chainsaw massacre movie um but yeah it's just it's unrelentingly grim and just nasty and i just i don't know that i I get no joy out of it never have this was the first one i saw in theaters i didn't see 2003 this was not long after Katrina, probably a year later, and we were finally settling in where I live now, and we went to see this in theaters. I remember it scaring the crap out of me, man. This, I think this was my first, yeah, it had to have been my first Texas Chainsaw ever I saw in theaters. So, 
Um, I hear you, Piss. This I, I really like I really like this one. I always like the brother angle in the beginning. I have a my my brother who's a little bit older than me, and I really like those characters. Those were cool. Good looking women in the beginning. Um, I don't know what it is. I like the color of this one and I like the bikers. This one's just more me than 2003. It's just more me. Well, you know, we we mentioned Jessica Beale, and you know we're gonna mention uh Didario in 3D, but Dora Baird. Mm. I caramba. She's she's got the goods, man. Oh, mama mia, yeah. <laughs> if anybody was gonna if I was gonna play any character in that movie, it was definitely gonna be the younger brother. <laughs> oh yeah, goodness gracious. Yeah, you know, Piz, I just like this one. I hear you, but dude, I really like this. This one's nasty. It is grim. Um I don't know. Maybe it's also nostalgia, but then again, I don't think so. Because if I'm taking my pick, I'm gonna watch the beginning over the O three every day of the week, twice on Sunday. I just am. I like this one, man. That's that's I like this one. I love it when uh, Bubba cuts off the, the what is it the the great uncle whoever that weird dude is the wheelchair boy cuts Monty. off the, Monty. Monty. dude oh dude that was brutal that was just gross I, I this one's me this one's just me man so I loved that great theater experience I remember my mom took me and I had my my buddy Heath and my brother was with me and. I don't know. I just remember I had, I remember having to pee the entire time, but I didn't want to leave because I had one of those big giant ices. I remember all that. And then we went to a haunted house that night. That, that was a good day. That was a mm. really good day. That sounds so, like a good uh, time. Yeah, it was a good day. But this one's this one's money for me. So I'm, I'm, I'll, leave, I'll leave it off right there. Yeah. So this was the first one I saw in theaters, too, after having, you know, beat that DVD to hell and back of the remake. We got Tommy and Chris's dad to take us to see this one in theaters because we were very excited for it. I was 13 at the time, too. So it was a little more appropriate for me, I guess. Still not technically, but I I had a fun time with it, too. I remembered when I heard that it was a prequel, I was kind of like, why? I don't understand why you wouldn't just continue on from the you know pretty widely well received remake but um i liked it a lot i still do like it a lot again andrew briniarski as leatherface is fantastic um there there are issues with it i don't like this cast of characters as much as a remake i don't think um although i do like eric balfour uh, I or not Eric. He's in the he's in the what? Who? What's the dude's name? Matt, is it Matt? Bowman? Just be like, just it's be Matt like Bomer. me. Nick. Yeah. Say I like the older brother. I like yeah, the younger brother. <laughs> but it, it's it's Matt Bomer. Yeah, I like Matt Bomer in this movie. I do. I like the whole Vietnam draft dodging, you know, plot point. I think that was right. kind of topical because uh, it was to play on the you know Iraq War at the time. So I thought that was cool. Um, it's gory. It's nasty. Uh, I think that's why it's more up Christian's alley. Honestly, you know, you start off with that nasty birth scene at the slaughterhouse and you know what you're in for. It's not going to be pretty. And I love the ending. I love endings like this where everyone dies. I mean, it's just, I (laughs) call me cynical. I don't know when everyone, when she's driving away in the car, I'm like, dude, why? Like, this is bullshit. And then (laughs) guts her. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. I, I like it. Um, it's pretty quick too, man. This movie's only like 80 minutes before credits. It is not a long movie. It's, uh, you know, it gets to the point. Um, but th- some of the contri- the the plot contrivances like, well, this is how Arlie Ermey lost his teeth. Uh, so let's show that really quick. And, you know, there's some of the things like that. They're like, that's a little on the nose, man. Like I didn't need to see it. Uh, but Monty getting his legs cut off school. Um, 
yeah, yeah. I like this one a lot too. I do. I think that this one doesn't match the complete in the complete heat density of the first one, but of a lot of them, I think this one gets semi close to that nasty heat feeling. That the color movie, palette, yeah, the yeah, color palette's great. Brown and. You know, you mentioned something earlier, Piz. This movie probably did have some Saw influence. We were too deep by Saw by that point, and I think that's probably why it did. You know, the Orly Army's got the two boys hanging, beating the piss out of that younger brother. Come on, soldier! Wow! Get up! Get another! Wow! I love that though. He's like, "I'm a man of my word. You're free to go." After he beats the shit out of him, I'm like, "Didn't what? Didn't one of them step in a bear trap or something?" That was it. Yeah. That was him. Yeah. Yeah, the younger brother. Yeah. Oh, Piz, I think you'll come around. Piz, give it another ten years. <laughs> oh, like and, that, and they cut that chick's tongue out. The girl they you guys they cut, her, cut tongue her tongue out. out, man. I'm like, oh, nasty. See that? That's that's an unforgiv. That's unforgivable. Just that alone. <laughs> All right. Here's the deal. If I'm being dead honest, in my opinion, I really wouldn't give any film from this point out a ten. I really wouldn't. To me, none of these are a ten. I can't, I'm sure I gave a 10 to everything before, but to just do it for that sake, no, I don't want to give this one a 10. I'm going to give this one an 8. I'm going to give this one an 8. You son of a bitch. If you're going to give 3D a 10. Hey, this is my show. I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> I no, know. No, I really don't know yet. I, I, I just don't know that I'm going to give anything a 10. I really don't. I mean, Piz, am I wrong? Is any of these movies a 10 to you? I, I mean, I don't think so. You know what I mean? I don't think so. I can understand the the two oh three remake or whatever, because like I said, Nick, you're going to be in the majority. Most people think that movie's a ten. I personally just don't see what the big deal is about. I think it's pretty good. I think this one's better, but I still don't think that the beginning is a ten either. I don't know. I know I feel where you're coming from because giving oh three a ten was more out of well, I have to give one a ten, and I feel like in my opinion, it's the strongest of this bunch. But that ain't right, a, right. John, it's not a John Carpenter's Halloween ten. It's it's not a 10 like that, you know. It's right. just a 10 like okay, yeah, it's probably the best of the bunch. I tell you what, no, no. Let me do this again. I'm just not going to think about what's going to be a 10 or not. I'm just going to go movie to movie. I'm going to go with a 7. I think it's I do think it's a little better than 03. I'm going to give the beginning a 7. That's what I'm going to stick with. Whoever wants to go next. Sorry, I muted myself. I'll go 8. I'll go eight. Uh, I think that it's it's pretty freaking good. I'll get. I'll go eight. I'll Fair give it four. I'll give it a five. Five. And that's, that's that's mostly for Dior. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so two and a half for each. Is that what you're saying? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I do I do like our I do like Arlie Ermy. So I mean, the little little a little bit to Arlie Ermy. I mean, how can you not like Arlie Arlie Ermy's character Arlie Ermy yeah. in these two movies? Mm. Yeah, but you can't walk away from this movie not being pissed that Matt Bomer knocked on the hotel room door before, you know, we we, we got, yeah, yeah. You know, you would think of that unrated cut that we would have got yeah. to see some more, uh, you know, what can you do? Yeah, I was when I first saw this movie, I was like, okay, all right, I'm we're getting right into it. And then he's like, come on, <laughs> get your ass out here. I'm like, oh, you suck, man. You know, Piz, so we're going to move on. I'm trying to think. You probably reviewed Texas Chainsaw 3D when it came out on your channel, right? Mm -hmm. God, I, I'm sure I saw it back when it came out, but I was, I, you know, I'm probably glad I didn't watch it because I really don't remember hearing you say too much about this film in the past. But take me back 
to this time, you probably went to the theater and you remember seeing that trailer saying start the new year with a familiar face <laughs> and seeing Texas Chainsaw 3. Well, what is going through your mind? Are you probably you probably saying to yourself, what, what the hell is this? What is a requel? You didn't know what a requel was at that point, did you? Yeah, no. Um, I don't remember being really excited for 3D. I mean, it's like, okay, I got to go see it. I think it was one of those you know, Friday afternoon matinees right out of work. Um, Cause I, the trailer didn't do much for me. Just nothing about it did very much for me. And and, and it was 3d and this is a whole other, I mean, we, the, the, the 3d era was also stuffed into the remake era. So, I mean, it was just like one down. It was like, how can it get any worse? Well, we're going to make everything 3d now. Oh, Jesus Christ. So <clears throat> anyway, um, the thing that excited me about it was uh, the opening of the film, which was supposed to feature characters from the first movie. I mean, actors from the first movie, like, you know, Gunnar Hansen was there. John Dugan was there. Uh, Bill Mosley was there, of course, from part two, playing the cook from part one. Okay. Yeah. And um, I liked that. I, my favorite parts of 3D is like the first 10, 15 minutes and the final 15 minutes or so, mm -hmm. because really Leatherface is the hero of the movie. And I, I'm always somebody, you know, I like the idea of Leatherface just being, he's a reactionary villain. Even if you want to call him a villain, he doesn't go out of his way to bother anybody, but if you bother him, or you trespass, or you you mess with a member of the family, then you're screwed. You're done. So, I mean, in this case, Leatherface was the hero, and I really like that about this movie, because we're coming off of the remake in the beginning where Leatherface was just this, you know, big, bloodthirsty, brute guy. Uh, really more, more Jason-ish than, than Leatherface. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the beginning and the end, I liked. The middle part, I... Uh, the middle part was the middle part for me. It, it was just, I don't know. Didn't like the characters just felt just <clears throat> poorly written, poorly acted poorly, just about everything. Honestly, that middle part there for me. Is there, is there a, let me ask you about that. And I'm not, I'm not coming at it defensively, but just trying to pick your brain. Where is the barrier crossed with a movie like this, where you say, this is just so bad. It's good. Do you not, do you think we didn't, you didn't get, it didn't uh, get there for you? It, it didn't get that, for, it didn't get there for me. Like, like when it's just so bad, they're so bad, it's good. And and, and I don't know if I even want, I, I don't know if I'd even go, go so far as to say it's bad. It just seemed kind of, I don't know, just kind of boring, fill in the blanks, kind of for me. Um, I, You know, Dario's nice to look at. That's you know, that's I like the given. other broad. The other broad was good looking uh, too. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good looking women in that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 things that really and, and and overall, I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, and and I gave it a positive review, which at the time, not a lot did. There, no, no, people were people destroyed that freaking movie uh, when it first came out, and um, I gave it a mostly positive review based on the opening and the ending and the fact that Leatherface is the, is the hero and that this Leatherface is more 
closer to the original Leatherface than than what we've got in the remake in the beginning. But um, yeah, interesting you said that. So you she probably agree with me. You probably feel that was that one of the stronger taking the context of the movie out. You thought that I, thought, I believe the gentleman's Nick. Do you know is it Dan? Dan Yeager? Is that the gentleman's name? Yes. Dan yes. Yeager. Yeah. Strong performance, right? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. He gives a great performance as Leatherface. I, I just think that I don't really care for the look so much, but I like the portrayal. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'll go, I'll go next, Nick. Then we'll get to you. I mean, I remember I, I saw something in theaters and uh, I just remember seeing the trailer start the new year with a familiar face. And I was so excited. I was like, holy crap, I get to see it. I mean, I get I get over the moon about Texas Chainsaw Massacre films for some reason. It's just so fun to me. I get so excited. It's just like, I guess because it's close to home, I guess. And I feel like I'm a part of it almost. You know, I mean, Piz, Kentucky's south. I mean, even look at it on the map, say what you want. States like Kentucky and Tennessee, that is the south. It feels like the south. It is the south. So it's like it's like home team. You know what I mean? So I, you know, I just, I get so excited when these movies come out. And uh, I remember Sydney, me and Sydney had been dating probably about a year at that point. And I remember telling her, I was like, Sydney, we will be there. 3D glasses, popcorn, everything, the whole schmear. The, I want the uh, milk duds. I want the snow caps. <laughs> I want everything. <laughs> so I remember we went and saw it in theaters, 3D and all. I, I we had to sit closer up because I have poor vision, like far away. So I wanted to be mm-hmm. able to sit closer up because I had to wear those glasses. And I mean, I had an absolute blast in the theater with this man, especially when you see the chainsaw go into the coffin when Dodario's in there and. I'll tell you the one part that got me. Do you remember the part in 3D where the gentleman who's kind of like kind of a little dorkier kind of guy, he's checking out the house and he's like, hey, look, there's like a butler's pantry in here. And Leatherface is down. He's down in there. My brother describes him as like a Leatherface is like this gothic monster hidden down in this basement. And he opens up that door and what doom right on the skull just gets him. I remember I jumped up like that scared the hell out of me. And we got out the theater and I'm I'm over the moon I'm like Sydney, wasn't that really fun? And she was and she was like, wasn't she supposed to but wasn't she's like Christian, wasn't Texas Chainsaw 70, 74, not 84, right? I was like, yeah, 74. He goes, How old was she supposed to be? You know, even she right out of the theater, she's going, and that's the normal reaction. Totally get that. I mean, Piz, this this wasn't this was before Adam described what happened. You know, a lot of people they just thought this was complete incompetence, and I guess it really kind of is in a sense because we know now the studio was like, ah, screw it, just make it put cell phones yeah. in there because yeah. people are gonna love it because there's a cell phone in there. What's the logic behind that? Yeah, you know, but my wife is already like, she she should have been like in her forties, right, or like late thirties or something. I was like, ah, who gives a rat's ass? Wasn't that fun? And yeah, now Sydney's come around big time. I made her watch 3D probably about a month ago. And she loves Leatherface in that movie too. And she, 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 you know, every, she has, she's not impressed by anything, that woman. But I remember she said, you know what? I do really like that Leatherface. Like it reminds me of the old school Leatherface. I don't know what it is, but I really like it. And, um, but I guess what I'm saying is I've always really enjoyed this one. Um, it, for what it is, you know, I really enjoyed this one. Had a blast. Probably my favorite Texas Chainsaw theater experience mm. our first uh, of all the texas chainsaws besides the original two seeing them for the first time regardless it wasn't in the theater 3d is probably top five first viewing texas chainsaw films of just sheer fun 
So I have nothing but love and good good memories of seeing this movie in the theater. This that's probably the last one that we'll ever see in the theater too. Yeah, you may be right. Nick, where are we at? Uh, I saw this opening night Friday night, uh, 2013. I remember we were we were excited for it. Um, this is a movie that actually aged differently for me because right now, if you guys have noticed, this movie's kind of having a renaissance among I think the fan base. People are starting to come around to this more as time goes on. Whereas when I first saw it, actually, I did have a really fun time too. I really enjoyed it. And as time has gone on, it's actually waned for me. Um, I saw all the flaws the first time, but I was just excited to see one in theaters again after seven years. And it was just really fun. Um, you know, all that stuff aside of we, we know the issues with the script in the studio. I just feel like the direction they went with making Leatherface the hero here and the one you root for was, the I think, the right way to go. And I actually remember feeling bad. I still feel bad for him every time Bert is kicking the shit out of him at the end and running his mouth about him and his family. I feel bad for him because, you know, it's just an old guy under that. He's just an old man under that mask. He's, you know, you killed his entire family. He's he's just very protective of his family. He's probably also, as we know, he's not really mentally developed. Um, so it's just, it's kind of sad. Um, so it's, it is nice. I, I do hate the line. I don't care. I know people love to do your thing. Cause I hate the line, but I like, I like what it stands for. I, I do. It's not a moment in the movie where I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's just the line, I guess. Um, but yeah, man, I, I had a fun time with it. It still is fun, but like Piz said, the opening I feel like is particularly strong. Uh, I do think it's actually pretty good. Um, the ending is is fun. I I could have used better CGI in the ending with some of those kills because they, mm -hmm. you know. But I like the setup, and I I don't care what anybody says. People, you know, crap on the sheriff all the time. Like, oh, one of the issues will say, well, you just let this happen, and you walked away and said, clean this shit up, like. I, I get it. I love his line when he says, can't get around the good book, Bert, like, you know, throws that back in his face after what he said, you know, in 74. I, I like that. You know, it's kind of like eye for an eye. Isn't that the good book? I mean, <laughs> so I had a fun time with it. I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. Uh, it is definitely, I think the issue for me with the movie is you ask the question about when does it get to the point of so bad it's good. I think it gets to that point where you like the people enough to where it, you know the script is like really bad and but the performances are good and like I I can't say that about this movie. I think Dario does fine, but I think a lot of her friend group, especially the addition of Trey Songs, they just I mean, there it's just not there for me. But it's a it's a fun time. It's a fun time. It's one that I didn't need to warm up to. I've actually gotten cooler on it as it's gone on. But I had a fun time in the theater. I, I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. All right, who wants you want me? You want me to rate it first? I mean, I'll rate it first if we need yeah, to. Go for it. Look, man, I I I hear it's like everybody sees these movies in their own way and it's not like there's a right or wrong way to really look at it i mean your perception of a movie is your perception it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks i think that this movie is all that and a bag of chips i really do i think this is the, if this movie was made in the 80s it'd be everybody's favorite texas chain one of everybody it'd be one of everybody's favorite texas chainsaw movies it's so to me it's so bad it's good 
I love everything about it. I, I love that the mask turns into petrified wood seconds after coming off of a guy's face. I love the beauties in this. Didar- no, I mean, Daddario could say whatever she wants, and it's the greatest performance of ever, quite frankly. Uh, I'm a pig. I can't help myself. She's beautiful. But I think that this movie is so bad it's good. I think the crappy CGI at the end is the cherry on top of a high-calorie fruits treat or you know like an artificial this movie is artificial sugar crap and i can't get enough of it i love it so much for those reasons i'm gonna give it a nine it's absolute junk food and it's something i go back to more times than not when i need a tcm fix which is weird because i'm giving these good movies lower ratings my perception is my perception, and I think uh, we're all individualistic in that way. So, junk food is junk food. We all love it, and this is my junk food. I mean, what can I say, Piz? It's my junk food, man. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, I'd give it a six. I'd give it a six. And I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a five. Um, and that would just be, you know, average to me. I will say though, to, to your point, we've talked about this, Christian. When you're like, you know. You're set. You're you're rating what you would call objectively better movies lower. Well, you know you don't need to explain that to me, man. You know, Halloween five. Come on now. I gave that thing a nine. Again, it's like <laughs> it's it's, it's it, yeah. I think it's like which one am I going to grab if I need a TCM fix? Yeah. Right now, more often more often than not, the number one I grab, in my opinion, in my opinion, the second best in the series, part two. Part two is mm. always one that I'm like, only Toby can can get this close to his part one but um it besides part two 3d is that that pack of zingers out of the pantry mm. or that pack of little deb you, you feel me piz you, you feel me on that right i think you feel me piz i think that rating might i think that rating starting to creep no I was, I, was, I was just thinking zingers mm. <laughs> i could go for a zinger right now oh god well that was fun i had fun talking about 3d and I love the look of the leather face in this. Something about that petrified wood look. I need somebody I need somebody listening to this or watching this. If you're a mask maker or know somebody who does a good 3D, because the Tots one is not good enough for me. I want a nice 3D replica. I need that. That's one of my, my must-haves. But where are we going next? Ooh, I know where we're going. We're going to Bulgaria for the first straight time. Straight to hell. <laughs> Piz, what, what's going on? You probably you see the rumblings. Internet, I mean, social media is so a part of everybody's life. In 2016, 2017, you read about Leatherface. I mean, where 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 do your what does your head go to at that moment? Is it negative or is it like, well, this will be another okay entry? I mean, what do you think at the time? Well, well, in the beginning, um, Julian Mori and oh, I can't think of the other guy's name. Uh, the duo that did Inside were directing. Aja. Yeah, Aja, it, right? Or no, Bustillo, Bustillo, yes. Yeah. Alexander Bustillo. Uh, um, and, um, so, I mean, that, that of course, was like, okay, these guys, gonna they're going to bring like a Inside kind of aesthetic to Leatherface. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. But then it's like, you know, okay, they're they're already gone. They, they left really quick for creative differences. And 
it's going to be would be the last time. <laughs> no, it wasn't the first time for them, and it wasn't the last time for them. Yeah, because wow. um, they were they were originally d- doing um, the the Halloween that followed Rob Zombie's Halloween, and then they left that, and Zombie got back involved in that. But anyway, um, uh, another uh, another prequel. This one, an even further back prequel than the beginning. We're going to see young child Leatherface, how he became or how he becomes Leatherface. Um, it was bottom basement expectations. It just didn't sound good. It it just didn't sound good. It sounded almost like one of those... It sounded like one of those Hellraiser sequels. Like it, it, it started out as, as another movie, and they just said, "I ah, just throw, make the kid Leatherface." Right. Um, There's a lot of speculation about that too. After I seeing mean, the movie, a lot of people think that could be what happened. That could. I mean, that's that could definitely be a possibility. I don't know, but it just you know, I, I went into that movie with pretty low expectations, and it, it it was even even with low low expectations, it was still like, oh god, what are they doing? Um, I think there was, as I recall, there was maybe one or two good shocking sequences in it. But other than that, it was just like, why is this, this, why does this exist? And and they do the, the twist where you think it's going to be the big heavy set kid. Who's going to be Leatherface, And right. And it turns out it's the little skinny kid. And it, uh, yeah. Uh, like why uh, the, <clears throat> the thing with the movie, like it, it's not even, you can't even be that mad at it because it's like, I don't know. It's like it's not even trying. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's, yeah, so Wait. forgettable. And just, just, let's just pretend it doesn't exist, honestly. Right. Where do you watch this first? Do you wait for it to come out on Blu-ray? Do you via what is called VOD where you can I, purchase it a few days, a few weeks earlier? I, 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 I VOD. VOD, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I was wanting that three dollars or however much it was back. Let me ask you this: How far into the movie did you say, you know what, this isn't going to be for me? How quick into the movie or how far out? Into it, the it, movie? Se- it seemed like it was pretty. It that it was evident really early on, like you know, oh, this is this is not good, and it's not going to get better. Mm. yeah that that's my memory of it just like right out the gate i was just like oh god yeah i remember when this came out i didn't i didn't purchase it on video on demand a few weeks earlier i but i remember me and me and the wife we went uh we went to walmart or something one day and i remember seeing the blu-ray on the shelf and i hate to judge a movie by its cover but i did and i didn't buy it for that reason i thought when i saw the poster for it i was like you know what? I think I can wait. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know how else to put it. I was like, I think I can wait. Something about it did not call my name. And a previous band I was in, he said, "Hey man, you come over. I've got the. I bought the Leatherface movie on. I bought it digitally. I'll cook some steaks and we'll watch it." We went over there and watched it. And um, I remember when we got done that night, me and Sydney drove home. Thirty. We had a thirty-minute ride drive home, and I was like, "Did you like that?" And she says. Um, absolutely not. I, I did not like that at all. And then I, I said, Sydney, 
what did you not like about it? And she's just saying like, it just, she was like, it just seems so just bland and just, just, it's like a, it was like food with no seasoning on it. I don't know how to explain it. She was like, it was just dead on a riot. It just felt dead. And I was like, it didn't feel like a Texas chainsaw massacre movie. And she went like that to me. Like, you're right. I, I and I, and I'll give, I'll be honest with you. I put a lot of credence into the location and I can't really say that anymore because of the following film, which we'll get to, but it doesn't feel like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film to me. And I really wish I could explain that better because that's such a bold statement to make without being able to explain it. But it doesn't, I don't know how else to say it. It just doesn't feel like a Texas Chainsaw. Every entry before has in one way or the other, but this one just doesn't feel like it to me. And I'm just... Yeah. And it, and, it, and it's not just because I mean, really, Leatherface isn't even in the movie. You know, I'm a little it's, kid, but you know, it's, not even. It, it's just it, like, yeah, like Sydney. Yeah, it's unseasoned food. It's very dry. It's just you know, it has no flavor to it. You eat it, and then a second later, you forget that you ate it. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, we we never watch it. I've I've watched it two more times she's she's never wanted to watch it again she has no interest <laughs> she has no interest the only one she'll watch uh, at this point is 3d part one she loves part one she loves part one to death she's always getting little like image like texas chainsaw leatherface art for the house um and what else what else ones will she watch she hates the remake she despises the remake. That's one of her. Mm. That's one of her least favorites. <laughs> <laughs> she's a stiff broad man. I tell you, she uh, she doesn't like a lot of these movies. But when she she's <laughs> in, she's in Texas Chainsaw. She'll agree. <clears throat> Nick, what about Leatherface uh, twenty seventeen? Probably not as good memories as or as bad as mine. Quite quite frankly, um, I did the Directv rental. Cause that's what it came out on. That's how you knew this was really going to be a big hit. I was direct to direct TV. Um, it was cause I, I remember, I, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I remember now scrolling on my dad's TV and seeing it like, like the, the long, the long box thing when you're going through the channels, I remember seeing it now. <laughs> yep. And, uh, that's funny. I had, I was living with my buddy Dave at the time and I was like, dude, let's just rent it. Um, and we didn't hate it. Like we really didn't, but we both said the same thing. We were like, that does, that wasn't a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, though. That feels like it was like a Devil's Rejects ripoff that they shoehorned Leatherface in at the very end to be like, oh, see, we're connected somehow to this large franchise. Um it is uninspired, it's not scary, it's not particularly well acted. Um, but I will say I do feel like it's competently shot. I think the gore is pretty effective. Um, the whodunit was a little on the nose. I mean, we knew you were trying to set us up. Like, I feel like did either one of you guys watch that movie and go, wow, wow, this is really interesting. Maybe, maybe they're going to, th- you know, it, it throw a wrench into that. Like, no, everybody knew it was happening. We knew it wasn't going to be the obvious choice the entire time. Um, in my opinion, at least. So it was okay at the, at the time. And then I did buy it on DVD. I never bought the Blu-ray because I bought the DVD and watched it again. And I was like, yeah, I don't need the Blu-ray of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just doesn't feel like it belongs here. I don't think it's a 
poorly shot film or, or anything like that. It, it's it's not long. It's the effects aren't bad. It's just I don't know. There's nothing that makes you want to come back to it. And when you finally do get Leatherface, like come on, oh he got shot in the face and his face was hanging off and he had to stitch it. Leatherface, like that's the creation. Like and because he had a scar that he wanted to wear people's faces, like. Shut the hell up. No, that's so dumb. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's just, no, I could do without it existing. Let me me correct myself here. Alexander Bastillo and Julian Mori are the the credited directors. For some reason, I thought they started and then they were replaced. No, they are the credited directors. That's probably why the movie looks as good as it does. Because... You know, yeah, they're competent filmmakers. Yeah, they're they're talented filmmakers. It, it just, I think, what they had to work with was um, not much. No, no, I think you're being very kind to it. Uh, I can't remember if it was uh, the reason I got tripped up is because one of these movies, either the last one or Leatherface, Alexandra uh, Aja uh, or Aha, however you pronounce his last name, was in talks to do one of these two uh, near the beginning. I can't remember which one it was, but he was someone that was tapped initially. I think it was Leatherface. I do think it was Leatherface. And then Mm -hmm. that just ended up not working. Um, And, you know, he's a, he's a really good director too. Um, But it just shows, Mm -hmm. you know, this filmmaking team, they're good. And it didn't really matter because they got a script that just sucked. I mean, there there is no reason this movie needs to exist. None. The beginning even if you don't like the beginning, it does answer questions and it connects to the movie that's supposed to come after it, where you can go, okay, I can see the purpose of this movie's existence. Leatherface's exists. No, it, it doesn't need to exist. Nope. Let me get, let me get, let me devil's advocate, what you're just saying right now. Define what you mean by doesn't need to exist and what movie needs to exist. Just devil's advocate, because you got to understand when we come hard against some of these movies like this, there are going to be people that are going to be defensive because they can't they can't. Like we talked about this, Nick. They can't be a part of this argument or they can't be a part of this conversation. Just so that's so devil's advocate. Define th- what you that's mean. Fine. That's fine. I will say this, though. Um, from what you know and what I know and what Piz knows and everybody knows about the origin of the character from 1974 uh-huh. or any of the subsequent subsequent sequels, the remake, and then its prequel was anything that this movie set up anything that we had any inkling of in any of those movies. No, the Genesis of Leatherface had nothing to do with what, how this guy ends up becoming Leatherface, the bullet wound to the face stitching his face off. Now he's deformed. And all of a sudden, even though for 75 minutes of this 80 minute movie, he seems like a normal guy. That means well, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, because he got shot in the cheek is like, I must wear skin and kill people. It, it, it just does not work. It doesn't work. I mean, in these previous movies, it made sense. He had, he was ashamed of the way he looked and that he was very close with his family. Yes. But he was also the black sheep of that family in the sense of he was the whipping boy. He was the one that got picked on. He was the one like in a lot of those movies, at least. So, and then in this one, it was just completely unnecessary. That tissue wasn't there. Those plot points weren't there. And this guy's transition into Leatherface, I feel like just makes no sense to any of the source material leading up to this point. So that's why I say just doesn't need to exist because Um, if you were going to at least tie it to 
the original and be like, you could, if you, if this movie ended and you went, I could see that guy being Gunnar Hansen and from 74's movie, but you can't, you can't. So I just, no. I'm, I'm, pr- I'm proud of you, Nick. I'm proud of you. See, this is what I like to see. When people say something really negative about a film, when they can articulate what they mean instead of just saying, this doesn't need to exist. What you just did, a lot of people can learn from that. Piz, Piz understands too. Being able to genuinely express something instead of dismissing something, I'm really proud of you. I, I, think, you, I think you spelled it out pretty good. Yeah, that and was it, a very yeah. good explanation, yeah. And I will say to anybody that likes this movie, because the first time I watched it, I didn't hate it. If you like it for what it is, that's totally fine. But I just mean in the sense of like getting me as the viewer to believe that that is Gunnar Hansen's leather face in his teenage years and early adult years. Bullshit. No way. No way. Yeah. All right. So before we rate it, Piz and me, because Nick, you kind of did. Piz and me have to give one good compliment about this film. I think well, I already I, took the obvious one. Well, I, I did say there were a couple of shocking moments that I, I don't remember exactly what they were, but I do remember there were a couple of moments that, that were kind of shocking. I could probably I, tell you one. That the, broad, I the, the broad who kisses the dead dude on the toilet or something. And like, oh, the bath. that was like, I, Oh my God. <laughs> they went that. for it there. So the I'm, sex, I'm, I'm, I'm the a, sex on the dead body. Yeah. I'll give them, yeah. I'll yeah. give it that. Cause that, for what it, for what that was in the moment, I was I remember looking at Sydney. I was like, "Damn, <laughs> like that's disgusting." Yeah, yeah. That was like that was like the one inspired moment in this movie. <laughs> what the rest you, of the yeah. rest of the movie is just completely. Hey, it is cool <laughs> when they hide in that carcass of that cow. I do. I did think that was cool when they're hiding from the cops and they have to get in that cow carcass. That's pretty <laughs> nasty. That's pretty well, nasty. The, the image of the kid wearing the cow's head with the the the, the hole in the between right. the eyes that's kind of a cool image too yeah there we, there we go um <laughs> piss i don't know let me ask you this before i give my rating genuinely when i ask this can any can any movie really be worse than like a 3 Honestly, like when you take a movie, it's it got made, it has audio, the camera's mostly in focus, it's got credits. Can anything really be worse than a th- I mean, I'm talking a three. You well, know I, what I, mean? I was I was I mean, gonna give this I was gonna give Leatherface a two. Ooh. That's fine. I'm just I because I in my from my perspective, it's like I think three is really the lowest I really want to go for like movies that I'm just not a fan of at all. I just, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I feel like if you filmed it and you got it done, what could at least, it could at least be a three. I don't know. I hear your argument and raise you black Christmas, 2019. I'd give it a three. (laughs) They filmed it. I hate it. I I hate that movie, but I mean, they still made a movie. They they couldn't even get the Christmas aesthetic right, though. At least that's one thing 06 did well. They at least had a great atmosphere. That didn't even have atmosphere. It didn't feel like Christmas. That one would be be like a zero for me. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you're going a two for Leatherface. A two for Leatherface, yeah. I'll give it a... I would, I, if, if, if for me, if a three is as low as I'd like to really go, even though I think I gave like resurrection a two, I wouldn't do that now. I would at least give it a four, but I'll give this one a four as well. I'll give Leatherface a four because they've made it. There are a few things I like. That's one, two, bump it up a little bit, half a point. I'll give it a four. I'm going four as well. 
And honestly, I would probably go five or six if they changed the title and didn't have the end try to connect to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because it, as a road movie with psychos from a mental institution, just creating havoc, not totally boring. I mean, it's you're not watching it. It's it's really briskly paced, too. Like, it's gory. It's not totally boring, but it's because what it tried to live in, in this franchise, where it does not belong. No, yeah. I'm going to go four as well. I And, yeah. And let me feed off of that, Piz. Is there something to be said with? Is there something to be said about watching a movie in a prequel sense as well? That if, like, what Nick was saying, if this movie wasn't, if this movie wasn't a Texas film at all, and it was just, it was just this movie. I mean, you can only speculate. Um, you can't, you can't live in a hyper reality. If it would wasn't, it, would you think it would come and gone as well? If it wasn't if, a Texas film, no connection uh, to the movies. I mean, you can only speculate, but like, there, there's got to be some weight into connective tissue when you say this is part of a franchise that, for you and for me, and for Nick, he gives the remake a ten. Me and you, the the originals, our favorite. We think it's the best horror movie. It's not my favorite, but I think it's the best horror movie ever made. There has to be this invisible set of weights and chains on this film that it ha- it's going to weigh it down, which means it has mm-hmm. a lot more. It has to live up more. There's there's, do you think that's something consciously there for a lot of us? Well, yeah. I mean, if you, if you add a movie to a franchise to, to part of a, a, a legacy, um, then yeah, I mean, there's certain, if, if it was just called, um, I don't know, road trip from hell. It wouldn't have the same expectations as, okay, this is a, another prequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And, and, and as a matter of fact, I think call, making it a prequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre probably, I mean, if it, if it started out as not a Texas Chainsaw Massacre related thing and they, you know, appropriated the chainsaw stuff into it. Right that was probably the worst thing they could have done because yeah, it got, it got a lot of people's, a lot of people's attention, but not the right attention. And it just wasn't very good. If it take the chainsaw stuff out of it, maybe let Bustillo and Maury do a rewrite. You could have something there. Sure. But as a prequel to Texas chainsaw, I mean, I, I would just echo everything that Nick said. I mean, what he said was perfect. There we go. Hell yeah. So um let's just let's just let's just get to this. I mean this oh, is yeah. this is exactly why people are watching this video Piz, what we're about to get into right now. I mean let's face it. The most controversial film of 2022 so far is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. I mean I I'd say let's talk about our thoughts, but we we've, we've documented that well. I mean to sum it up really didn't know what the hell to think going to Netflix, right? I mean, this was unprecedented. A, a slasher icon going to Netflix? I mean, it it, it had a lot of bad it had a lot of baggage with it long before it saw the light of day cuz this was this was one where there was a director who fell out early on and David Blue Garcia came in and there were the test screenings that were just so abysmal that legend this was supposed to be a theatrical release. And then after those test screenings, Legendary lost all faith in it 
and sold it to Netflix. And those, the test screenings were bad. So <clears throat> I definitely think they did some rewrites and some editing on that movie before it premiered on Netflix. I, I think that was a very good thing. Um, so expectations for it before that first trailer were just, were way down there. Not quite Leatherface expectations, but down there. And, and I mean, of course, it's following Leatherface, which, you know. You, could, you, you felt it could only go up from there, probably. Well, it, it, I mean, yeah, it, to go down would be like, uh, I don't, you know. The, the whole thing would have to be shot out of focus and be like, you know, uh, out of sync with the audio. And, you know, I, <laughs> that's the only way it could be worse. But right. But still, there were pretty low expectations because it, Legendary had given up on it. The 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 the, the test screening uh, feedback had leaked, and it just sounded bad all the way around. Then that first trailer happened, and I went, "Oh wow!" I I my I like, excited to see there. this. Now. There might be yeah. something there. Yeah, okay. my excitement went up uh, after seeing that trailer. Okay, let's pause right there. You mentioned something earlier about test screenings and um you know it's interesting it, it makes me wonder something i just want your thoughts on this i remember when halloween 2018 came out there was these rumors of these test screenings and mm-hmm. uh they, they weren't going so well but john carpenter goes on twitter and says there were no test screenings I, I remember it vividly he goes there were no test screenings my speculation is one of two things he was lying or he be so out of the loop because he doesn't give a rat's ass about anything but his money god bless him for it that he either didn't know but obviously these things don't want to come out How, are these people not signing non-disclosures when they go to these tests what's going on how does well, this stuff it, get out it, it when um when halloween kills first got test screened somebody got in touch with me on twitter and fed me a bunch of information about the test screenings. Who and was they it? Were like, I'm kidding. They were like, <laughs> I, they were like you, know, you don't, you can't say my name. Don't even tell them my Twitter. Don't even say my Twitter handle. You know, I, I believe he said there were NDAs or something to that effect. And, um, but every movie gets test screened. Every theatrical movie gets test screened. So, Halloween 2018 got test screened. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Um, and and there were things changed about Halloween 2018. If you if you watch that movie, that movie's a Frankenstein. It is just edited and poorly edited together. It's it's really slopped together. Um, and I th- and part of that's because they had they cut some stuff out of it, and they ju- it's reshoots and just stuff they cut out. Decided not to reshoot. Or, e- or even like, even like there's some really jarring edits where like, I, I, let's, let's not even go there, but it's like they said, well, let's not, let's not try to reshoot that or, or put some filler in there to explain or, or to, or to bridge this cut to that. They just slapped it together and there. You say you go get Nick worked up now. You well, no, 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 no. He's right. I'm not a huge fan of 2018. <laughs> so I completely agree with that. Uh, to Piz's point too, and to your question, um, yeah, I think John just didn't know because test screenings are usually handled pretty much by the studio, at least from my knowledge. That's more for the studio, the big wigs, the people that put the money into it to get a reaction from the general public. Right. So they, they can know 
I don't want to lose money on this. So we need to find out what people think of this. Cause if something needs to get changed, then we're going to go to the director and say, guess what? People hated this. So you better change it or I'm pissing money away. Um, I had a friend that saw it, uh, Halloween kills test screening in February of 2020 and, uh, uh, messaged me on Facebook and fed me every bit of information I wanted to know. And so, yeah, I mean, it's happening. Um, to these test screenings, what I want to say to this point is I also spoke to a guy on Twitter in October that saw a test screening of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in October. And we were messaging back and forth. He told me he told me about the bus scene. He told me about the school shooting plot point, all of these things like he he got in detail with me and he was just shitting on this movie. And so was everybody else that saw this, these test screenings. And I just want to know. Who did they have go to these test screenings? Were these children that couldn't understand what the point of this movie was? Because all you heard was it's so woke, it's woke garbage, it's woke trash. And the vibe I got, and I'm sure both of you got after watching this movie was, if anything, they're poking fun at that. They want you to want those characters to die. Like, I, I, th- I think they toned it down a lot. I think they toned it down a lot in that edit. Because, you know, you said that... Le- um, uh, 3d was like yeah. 80 minutes or whatever this one's the same it, it it feels to me like there's a lot that was cut out of this movie and i think a lot of the um, anti-gun stuff that rhetoric got cut out i think a lot of the um I, th- I just think a lot of the woke stuff got cut out and the fact that it almost seems like it's anti-woke may not be it may not have been intended but because they cut stuff out <laughs> it kind of made it feel that way i don't know um yeah. but um yeah that was with all the test screenings where it's super woke it's anti-gun it's you know it's uh i mean you name it so yeah. uh yeah but i i think they toned that i think that was very smart of them to tone that to tone that back all right and i want to let this i want to let this one breathe for a minute i want people to be able to really hear our thoughts on this because like i said this is why they're watching Besides that, we have the great Pizzle, my YouTube hero, here with us. I mean, yes. they're here. They're, they they want to hear our, what. I remember telling Nick. He said when we talked about Scream on the podcast, he said there was an aura about this movie. I knew it was going to be different, and I basically kind of said the same thing to Nick. But I didn't know that the aura was going to be two camps: love it, hate it. And that's exactly what we have. I, I felt something coming. I knew that this film was good. I just knew I, I felt it in my gut. I was like, dude, this movie, I'm, t- I'm telling you, Nick, wait till this thing comes out. And um, Piz, take me through watching this movie. Let's talk about the days leading up. What's going through your mind. You're hearing about a few people talk. You get to see this movie. Take me to that day when you're getting ready to watch what's going through your head, all that. Um, I, I, I must've been, I mean, I stayed up till three o'clock in the morning to watch it because it went live at uh, 3 a.m. on the East coast. Wow. <laughs> so I stayed up till 3 a.m. to watch it. So I guess that should tell you something. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I mean, I was excited to see it and um, pretty early on into it. I mean, I'll, I'll borrow your analogy. This movie to me was like that, that hostess cupcake. It's just so good. And so, you know, it's bad for you, but it tastes so good. 
it, it just it just hits that spot you know what i mean um so th- that's kind of what this movie was for me it was and 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 i don't want to say i don't think it was a, i think this was a good movie i really do it's got flaws every movie's got flaws but for the eighth sequel in a franchise that never should have been a franchise this was just so fun every minute of it to me was super fun um you know i loved it and i'm gonna come back to you i was the same way I absolutely fell in love with this movie watching it. My my wife was like, Christian, are you enjoying yourself? Because we were eating popcorn watching it. Every scene where Leatherface was just wrecking shop, I couldn't get enough of it. I was like, this is one of my favorite Leatherface performances I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get when we get done with this, I've got a lot of things I want to bring up and ask you, ask Nick and ask myself and just for us to discuss because I think a lot of people have a lot of questions for those who are fans of this movie we'll get there but when I got done with this movie I I I remember I remember my friend Lee who got to see it a few days early he said Christian you you it, it was it was exactly what you wanted it to be it's carnage candy I think is the terminology he used he's like dude it was it was it was it was a snack it was a good tasty snack and uh I loved it for that um so yeah i had a blast i was so excited to review this movie did not look at the comments for a while because i knew i just knew when it got done i said this is going to be this is going to be a divider big time Mm -hmm. Uh, but i loved it not even a half of a minute getting done i I remember i got up the credits rolled i said i'm going to review the hell out of this movie that was so fun and uh sydney sydney too i'm kind of talking about my wife with this podcast but she was just like yeah, you know, for what that was, can't really complain. Again, she's a woman of very few words, but <laughs> she summed it up pretty good. Uh, so yeah, money for me, absolute money. I uh, again, I'll talk more about it. But uh, Nick, you got to see it. I think you said you saw it. You had stuff going on. You saw it a day or so afterwards. Yeah. So Fridays and Saturdays, I work twelve-hour shifts. Uh, those are my two long days of the week, and then I'm off Sundays and Mondays. So I couldn't catch it Friday, mainly because I got home and I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna have you know, I'm gonna have a little bit of time with my wife, go to bed, go work all day tomorrow." So I'll catch it Saturday night. And I got Christian just badgering me, badgering me via text, "Dude, dude, dude, it's so good, it's so good. Leather is so badass. You're gonna love it." I'm like, "I'm watching it tonight. I'm watching it tonight." And uh, my entire experience through this movie, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time. It's fun. It's briskly paced. Um, you know, I, I think this movie is beautiful. It's one of the most cinematic, I think, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. David Blue Garcia is not a name any of us knew going into this. This man has an eye. Uh, and and whoever the DP was, too, um, they have an eye for, for this. And I, I think that it came across the screen really well. Love the colors in this movie. Um but I remember we were watching uh, when he slides the chainsaw at Lila to, you know, cut her leg before she can get to the gun. I literally turned to my wife and said, that's awesome. And she <laughs> laughed, too. And then, you know, the whole false ending happens with the oh, I'm going to swipe up in victory and hit you in the face and you're going to fall in the puddle. I'm watching it with my brother and my wife. My brother says, if that's the end, this movie sucked. And my wife said, if that's the end, this was a complete waste of time. And I said, yeah, I'm hold on, guys. I'm just saying I heard there was like kind of a false ending. But I agree if that's how it ends, going to leave a real sour taste in my mouth. 
loved the cut cut eyebrows heads off head off and uh you know just doing the chainsaw dance I, I loved it i loved that ending that was like yes you redeemed that final fight because there was so much about that final fight i think we agree that was kind of like okay like sally's not dead after getting like bisected by a chainsaw like whatever um these two girls took leatherface down like okay whatever so it was nice to be like nah we're just kidding that's not how it's gonna end he's not going out like a punk um but uh, I, I remember feeling the same way. But Christian asked me a question the other night and uh, and he was bang on. I was surprised he knew. He said, you know, man, when I texted you, when you texted me right after you saw it, I got this feeling from what you were saying that you hated it. You weren't saying you hated it, but it like seemed like you hated it. He's like, was that frustration? I said, absolutely. Absolutely. Frustration. Um And, and it's something that I know Christian wants to touch on. So I, mean, I won't touch on it too much, but I, I will get into that. Um, but I, I had a really fun time with this movie. I mean, I really did. I feel like this is what, in my opinion, this may be controversial Christian. I feel like this is what 3d wanted to be. And I say that because I think the team in this, with this movie knew you weren't going to like these characters and that you would want them to die. And 3d kind of sets you up that way too, but they're also, they also spend a lot of time with those characters and it's just a big nothing burger with those characters. There's no arc. It's just like die already. Like I don't care. Whereas in this movie, it's like one by one, they're just going. It doesn't matter if it's Sally, no one's safe. Like no one is safe and they don't give you enough time with these characters one-on-one to try to pretend like you should care about them. And that is the way to go about it. The fact that you didn't try to sell me on characters that were admittedly subpar, you did it right. You did it right. Um, So yeah, it it was, it was fun, man. It was a fun time. Before we enter the gauntlet mode, you know, Uh, I've been, I've been thinking about this. You just said something. They didn't want you to like these characters. They didn't want you. Correct. That's what you said. That's what your interpretation is, right? They didn't want you to care about these characters. I want to say they didn't you know, try. I'll just say that me, I don't let, feel they tried too hard to make you like them. Let me, let me. And that's you know, I I felt the same way. But let me tell you something. The more I think about it, Piz, correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of good, silly, bad, good, whatever you want to call it, especially from the '80s, those movies that you love that are just cheesy, superficial. They weren't trying to make bad movies, were they? They were inexperienced, no-name people, family-friendly kind of stuff, like your October Bloods and your this and that. They go in with good intentions. The cheese comes from the actual art of trying. Am I right? Because, mm-hmm. look, hatchet movies, Adam Green is making spoofs of those 80s com- those eighties so bad they're good slasher films. That's what he's doing. And you can clearly tell a director that is doing that on purpose when you watch those movies. Because when I say it's so over the top, it's beyond over the top, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you see John Call Buechler's intestines get stretched out by Victor Crowley and pissing and pissing in a male urinal and giving it to Daniel Harris to drink out of here, drink out of this. Clearly, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I don't know that they were trying to make characters that were so bad they're good. I don't know. They very well could, but the charm of it to me could be that, and again, I, I agree that there was probably a lot of stuff cut out of this movie. It's probably a lot of stuff cut. And I think if that's the case, it completely, completely 180 the film that we got. I think that's a possibility. It's a point. The counterpoint to that, I would say, is it, it, I'm agreeing, though. One, 
those movies that did it on purpose, those are the template now. Now these filmmakers nowadays have a template of, okay, if we're giving you characters we don't need you to care about, how do we handle that without trying too hard? So there's a template for it now. Two, there is also... I think it might have been unintentional. I think that we may come away from this going, I didn't care about those characters, but I didn't need to because of post-production. Not in, in that, like Piz said, maybe because of the cuts, you come out of it and the team as they're, they're in post, they're going, well, these cuts actually make these characters kind of pointless, but isn't that kind of the point? And it's like, oh, okay, maybe it was a happy accident. You know, maybe it was just in post-production. It was a happy Mm -hmm. accident because they probably were like nails on a chalkboard characters. I mean, if there were (laughs) that many cuts, we probably really would have been like, oh, God, I hate these people. But Mm -hmm. I think maybe it was a happy accident. And there's one man who, who knows the answer to that. Well, there's a couple probably, the editor, the director. And we'll probably never, ever really know the truth. Because, I mean, Piz, if you make a movie with completely good intentions and it edits and turns into what it is and the perception from those that like it say it's it's so junk food good. I, all these people, you just want to see him die as a director. It's like I can't see him admitting to that. You know what I mean? I mean, I think it's it may be one of those things. It's better left unsaid from the director's standpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let the people make of it what they want. Or, I mean, maybe the director is just happy that people are watching this thing. Uh, he, he, I mean, the, 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 I mean, the director, he, he's got to know this isn't art. You know, the, he's not going to be nominated for an Oscar for this. People are watching. You know, we were talking about this on Region Free. Of everything that's on Netflix, and there's a lot of stuff on Netflix, Chainsaw was number two. With, I forget how many million or billions of hours that it had been watched. 28 at the time. Yes, 28 at the that time. Was, so we're probably was, over 30. That was insane. Because, I mean, it's, it's up against Stranger Things and just these shows that, like, you know, one episode of Stranger Things costs more than leather than, than Texas Chainsaw Massacre did. Mm-hmm. So and I don't have a calculator, but do the math on that. Divide 28 million by, you know, it's... Uh, 80 minutes, um, you know, that would be on average one screen is 80 minutes. Well, how many screens then were watched? That's tens of thousands of people that watched it, if not hundreds of of thousands. So, yeah. So, and and, I mean, you know, Netflix took note of that and I'm sure they're already talking about a sequel. And they better bring black David Blue Garcia. Bring him back. I agree. agree. So before we get to the rating, this is going to (laughs) be. The, probably the main event of this video i'm gonna call this the gauntlet mode you are a well articulate man you're not afraid to share your opinion you've been doing it for over a decade on the internet now mm-hmm. this movie has been extremely divisive a lot of people that are on the other side of the fence they have questions and i've been getting these questions you're a much larger youtuber so whatever i get it's probably a multiplier by at least two or three for you so let me ask you a couple questions, devil's advocate, because I'm with you on this. I like this movie, but I want to give you a chance to explain. And it's not necessarily that you need to justify your answers, but because, again, some of the things I've gotten feedback on this podcast is they want to feel a part of the conversation a little bit more. So for those people, this is a question that I've seen a lot for me, for you, a lot of people, but especially for me and you, because this is we, we agree this is the greatest horror. The original is the greatest ever. How could you, as somebody who thinks the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the greatest film, find anything redeeming about this pile of shit? 
<laughs> I, I know, you know what I mean? You've I got, got that a lot. I, I got that question too. Yeah. Um, well, here's your floor. Take the floor. Because this isn't the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's only one Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I don't think, I don't think David Blue Garcia had any intention to make this movie anything along anything remotely close to the original film. Um, as far as, you know, quality texas chainsaw massacre is lightning in a bottle it'll never nobody will ever come close to duplicating it um so and again this is the eighth sequel you know did you expect the original texas chainsaw massacre out of the eighth sequel um i don't know do you expect Halloween one, when you went and watched Halloween resurrection, were you that upset that Halloween resurrection wasn't Halloween one when you went and saw it, you know, that argument just doesn't make any sense to me at all because we're talking about these franchises where, you know, are are you going to go into the next, are you going to go into Halloween ends expecting it to be as good as the original Halloween? And are you going to be upset when it's not, or or are you going to like it for what it is? All right. All right. Here's another question. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Halloween because this is something not necessarily posed to you, but something I saw you're on Twitter as, as well as I am. There's always the conversations and there's always a lot of fans that like to bring up Halloween in any condition. Nick's one of those people. <laughs> one of the arguments. Be proud of it, Nick. You're a Halloween guy. One of the <laughs> arguments I've seen. And again, Piz, this is something I see as a broad question and you're the man to answer it. You were not a fan of Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. How dare you be a fan of this film? How dare you? This movie wasn't even anywhere near as good as Halloween Kills. That's something I'm seeing. How do you justify, not that you need to, but to, to the question is, is a lot of people think Halloween Kills was a much more prestigious over-the-top slasher film that was more money. It was hokey in a i would say i would i would say probably an unintentional way as well with the evil dies tonight thing it's over the top people laugh at it you've made jokes about the ironing board how dare you be a fan of this film but not halloween kills that's hypocritical i've seen that all over the internet mm. do you have a response to something like that uh, comparing this to halloween kills again it's it's your It's, it, 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 it's two, two very different movies. Um, Halloween kills was very violent and over the top, but it was, I guess it was supposed to be taken seriously. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> some of it, I think some of it was, and some of it wasn't, but then you had the Danny McBride, I think over what's his name, shoulder going more penis jokes, man. More penis jokes. <laughs> um, with, 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 Chainsaw, I mean, it's just, it's, Chainsaw to me is a fun, light horror movie. Halloween Kills was not fun. It wasn't light. It was just bad. Halloween Kills was just bad. I'm sorry. It was just bad. In my opinion. And I mean, sometimes it's hard to express fully, like, you know what? It didn't click for me. And you know what it is, Pish? You've been on the internet for a long time people demand answers for these kinds of things, you know? And sometimes it's just like, what am I supposed to say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you have to, when you, when it's like you have to jump through 20 hoops to justify your opinion, 
it's it's not worth it your your opinion is your opinion and the the issue is there are people out there who if your opinion doesn't job with theirs 100% then they are offended mm-hmm. and um to those people i mean good god there's a lot more serious things going on than people's opinions of a horror movie so uh i don't know maybe get out more maybe um yeah you know get out more i don't know talk to people in real life maybe i don't know um and one more thing about this now this is just my question do you feel that there's also levity with the prestige of a movie like halloween huge box office huge universal's universal's golden boy halloween kills coming to a theater near you this is the one you've been waiting for we're going back to the original classic halloween everywhere in theaters press jamie lee curtis all over the news stations everything commercials here commercials there in your face oh by the way texas chainsaw massacre's got a netflix coming out two days before (laughs) is there is there something does that go into your processee of leveling these kinds of movies is there is there there an argument to be had with that i don't know for me for me whether i have high expectations or low expectations for a movie I'm always excited to watch the movie when I sit down to watch it. Even if I, I'm sure it's going to be bad. I was excited to watch Halloween kills. And that excitement went away pretty quick. I was excited to sit down and watch the new chainsaw and that excitement only built. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I just like watching movies and I get excited about watching movies. So uh, that's, I, I don't, I, I don't like weigh, I, I don't weigh the budgets necessarily going into them. I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I, I, and even though I'm dreading Halloween ends, I'm sure I'll, when I sit down to watch it, I'll be excited when the Isn't lights it? go down. Yeah. And, and the movie starts right. and hopefully it'll be, hopefully I'll have a good time. Exactly. I aptly put, well, Piz, thank you for doing that. Cause you know, I think that's not a lot of people do what you just did. To defend yourself, not that you need to, or you or you're supposed to, quite frankly. Right. But for those people that have that opposite opinion, and most people are really cool about it. Most people are like, really piss you. You are a fan of this movie. That that's interesting. I I, I didn't expect that. How? What do you mean mm-hmm. you liked it? Can you explain mm-hmm. why? And you know, because they have their parallels and the reasons they don't like it. So I think mm-hmm. it's always interesting to articulate that. Everybody's opinion is valid. You know, just because yours doesn't jab one hundred percent with mine is is it's I mean, not right or wrong it's it's, it's not yours. right or wrong it's it, yeah exactly so um if you liked if you hated the new texas chainsaw great you know what i mean if you loved it that's great too i mean you know whatever floats your boat everybody you know it's it's uh you know not everybody finds the same jokes funny <laughs> so not everybody's gonna like the same movies it's just um I don't know. The the what, what's the what's that old saying? Uh, what uh, it's the flavor of life? What is it? Uh, uh, variety is the spice of life. Variety is the spice of life. There we go. 
Nick, you have anything to add to that? Um, no, I mean, you, you can't, you can't argue with, uh, opinions Honestly, and, ta- and yeah. taste. And, and I mean, it, it's very eloquently put, I mean, Piz even said himself, he's like, look, I just didn't like it. It's not even like I can, you know, say, well, you know, for a fact, this is better than this, or this is worse than this because X, Y, and Z. No, it's. Some people jive with one thing. Some people jive with another. Some people like both. Some people hate both. I mean, that that's totally fine. The issue I took with the response from, uh, you know, the comparisons that people were making between the two movies was I was seeing complaints about Halloween kills, you know, gratuitous violence and, and you know, characters that people didn't like. And then I would see people praise the violence and characters in TCM. And I'm like, if there are reasons you like it, like other than that, that's totally fine. But I felt like those lines were like, I mean, those lines aren't necessarily that blurry when it comes to the two. I think they're both gratuitous violence. I do think that I will say Texas Chainsaws is definitely handled with a little bit more class. I think there are some kills and Halloween kills that are a little like, this is kind of comic booky. Works for me. uh, uh, Big John. Yeah, it works for me too, but like the Big John death is one that comes to mind for me. I know like, for a fact Piz is a fan of Big John now. Well, what's, that, I mean, those, what's that song, Piz? It's Halloween. Those, are, those those guys, you know, those guys and the Iron Woman at the end. Yes. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite parts of Halloween kills. Yes. Plastic, yeah. Right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I see, mean but, and 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 to you know, we were talking about, um, you know, the beginning, the violence in the beginning is very nihilistic and just it's it's so dark and grimy. The violence in Chainsaw, the new one, to me was just like so. You know, it, it's it's it's, um, it's tongue in cheek. It's fun. Um, it, the violence in Halloween Kills wasn't fun to me. Um, it was a little over the top. It was, it was kind of, I don't know. Let's not go there. It it, it was Halloween kills and and this chainsaw. They're two different. They're both slasher movies. They're both parts of a franchise. That's where the, that's where that's, that's it. That's it. Yes. And to your point, Christian, about expectations, I will just say us as movie fans, let alone horror fans, we can't help, but in the back of our minds go into things with some kind of expectations every time. And a lot of that is studio driven and market and marketing and whatnot. I mean, yeah, the expectation of Texas chainsaw massacre is following up 2017's Leatherface, which a lot of people regard as the worst Texas chainsaw massacre movie. Oh, and it's going straight to Netflix and all you've heard are bad things about it. Okay. So I'm going and thinking I'm getting a shit pile. So if I get, <laughs> you know, you get something better than that. You're like, okay, what was what was all this hoobla about? You know, like why was all this bad press about it? Whereas Halloween Kills, let's not kid ourselves. Halloween 2018, as much as a lot of us diehard, it's crazy how it got such good reviews because I think the three of us agree, not a bad movie, but I'm not gonna find myself rewatching it a lot. Like it's, it's just way too clean now. I, yeah, I take kills over 18 at this point, but the hype machine behind kills was huge because of the way that movie was received critically and commercially, and. Well, to it, the, don't forget the weight. Don't yeah, forget the and weight. 
yeah, I mean, you've, you're bringing Jamie Lee. You're saying this is this is a continuation of '78. You're getting all these old players back. You're you have expectations. You know, I had expectations going into it, but I did something with kills I didn't do with 2018. I went in going based off of this trailer. I know I'm not getting anything close to '78, so I'm just gonna sit here and see what they give me. Whereas 2018. I went in like, I need a true sequel to that movie. And I was bummed. I remember walking out of 2018 and I was like, ah, I don't this know, man. Like I was bummed. Movie, yeah. yeah, like I was bummed. So I feel like no matter what, expectations will always creep into our mind a little bit. But yeah, th- you say the thing about prestige and you and I had that conversation. <laughs> it, it's It's true. I mean, you get Jamie Lee Curtis back on there. You get... Um, a bunch of these returning characters, whether they're no-name roles or not. I mean, shit, Anthony Michael Hall wasn't the original Tommy Doyle, but everybody knows Anthony Michael Hall. There was there was some prestige to it, and to go in and get a very over-the-top uh, borderline action movie starring Michael Myers with little to no suspense or scares or really anything like that, yeah, I could totally understand why people were like, what the hell, man? Um, I, had a, I had a great time with it, um, but... You know, I'm not going to say it's <laughs> it's a masterpiece of filmmaking. No, uh, right. but I'm one of those people that enjoys both. I And when I was texting Christian after I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I was frustrated because I want people to enjoy both. I Because I, I really do, because I think they are dissimilar in a lot of ways and they are similar in ways, too. And I think that I, maybe that's just the the eternal optimist in me that we can all agree on things like everyone's going to like every movie and and, you know, it's so it's it's a bummer. But I have always gone to guys like Christian and Piz and, and Lee for their thoughts on a movie. I won't lie to you, Piz. I watched your review of Halloween Kills. It broke my heart. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> it hey, broke my tell heart. Tell me that's man. not one of his most hilarious reviews. It's hilarious. The entire rant about the ironing board at the end. I, I mean, I was laughing my ass off, but I'm sitting here going, God, I wanted him to like it because I knew he was let down by 2018. I knew we all were. You know you know who put the iron in that woman's hand. You Danny, know. And Danny, Danny McBride was off stage going, hand me that iron, man. Hey, cold. Go. This is the best yeah. part of the review. I'm paraphrasing, but Piz's editing has gotten so good. I'm just putting Piz. I'm praising Piz now, but if you, I'm paraphrasing, but something to the effect of, and you have to be writing this stuff down before you do it. If you thought that that death trap that Jamie Lee Curtis designed for the past 20 or 30 years was going to stop Michael, that little quick zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> that shit makes me. I just I go back to that review so often because it's just, he's right. It's excuse my French. It's my first F word of the video. It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, are we joking here? Thirty years, one night, and she built a death trap in her basement. And people I mean, wanted to doing? people wanted to call her Sarah Connor, and you couldn't even. You had forty years, and you, oh man, oh yeah. man. Okay, we need to. I'm gonna, stop I'm gonna have to go. Somebody off. I'm gonna have to go revisit that review now. It's so did, funny. Did, it's so did funny. We, did we rate the new chainsaw yet? Well, the last thing I want to say because we read a mid hour and forty, so we need to start wrapping it. But Piz, yes or no? They cut damn near. All of Sally Hardesty's characters' scenes—they had to cut all of it. I think. I think they. Yeah, it, it seemed like it. Because I mean, Good. why even have her in the movie? I mean, they could have just given all of her stuff to that mechanic guy. Because that mechanic guy was armed. 
he was he was at least kind of a likable he was likable yeah he was likable he could have he could have done the exact same thing that she did and and really it would have been a better arc for him because in the beginning they were you know like talking crap up to him because he was he had a gun and And then at the end he could have come and shot and and saved them or not saved them but at least you know like sally did she's dead but she you know whatever one of the one of the best character moments in that entire movie is when he's in his shop and lila's in there and they're talking she grabs a gun and like personally when she grabs and this is holding it i'm like that's stupid but his reaction to saying like you ever shot one and she's like i've been shot at like genuinely i felt that actor did a really good job there when he's like oh like shit uh my bad man like like i'm not trying to make you uncomfortable or anything like it the movie tried to do the typical they, they did it on purpose they're shoving it in our face oh it's this gun guy confederate flag southern texas town what a bad guy right but you actually see this guy's like no i'm not trying to force like things that maybe i like or agree with on you like that's bad that's my bad i wasn't trying to make you uncomfortable i thought right. that scene was actually handled really well um yeah he was a likable character but yeah thank god they cut <clears throat> sally stuff out all right so let's start wrapping this up um piz you're going last for this okay for what this movie is i still think after watching i've watched this movie like four or five times i love the meat and potatoes so much of 3d and I like the kills, the look of Leatherface, and a lot. I like what I'm trying to say is these two 3D and 20 in 2022. They are they are the candy bar and the Fruitopia. Like they are, they go hand in hand for me. I'm trying to figure out which one I enjoy more on a superficial, fun level because I do think they're both very superficial junk food. I do. It's very, very close. So I'm going to say because I like this leather face a little bit more. I'm going to give this one just a little bit more. I don't like the point systems, but I got to say eight and a half. No, no. You what did I give? Three, Texas you gave Chainsaw three D a nine. You gave it a nine. You know what? No, no, no. I'm going to stick with a nine. I'm going to stick with a nine. I can't really pick if I'm being honest, because I love the women in 3D love them and i mean i love them <laughs> okay i know piz likes the granny girl <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but seriously i'm gonna I, you know what i'm gonna say that they're even in terms of enjoyment i really love them both i'm gonna give this one a nine too i'm gonna give it a nine for what it is an enjoyment because at the end of the day it's all about how much you enjoy a movie doesn't matter how well it's made doesn't matter what because at the end of the day it's what it does to you in here i think we can all agree with that doesn't matter how it the like piss it's not budget it's not cameras doesn't matter how expensive the camera is doesn't matter this or that it's what it does to you in here and they're both junk food and they make me feel good so they're pretty close maybe a month from now i can decide the, the scale i'm gonna stick with a nine i'm gonna shut up nick you're next as I said earlier, I think that this movie does what 3D wanted to do a little bit better. I, I just do think it does. It's got better visuals. I think it takes its characters less seriously, whether intentional or not. Uh, the way it comes across the screen is less jarring than some of what you saw in 3D. I really do feel that way. So 
And uh, this Leatherface doesn't look, he doesn't feel like he's 70 years old. Whereas parts in 3D, you're like, okay, yeah, this is an old man. And I get it. It's realistic. But uh, I don't know. I just like a youthful Leatherface, you know, no holes barred. So I'm going to go with seven. I think that this movie is, if you go into this expecting the Mona Lisa, shame on you. Shame on you. But if you go into this like, can I turn my brain off and have fun for an hour and 20 minutes? Oh, you're going to have a freaking blast, man. Um, yeah, it's a seven. And I think that I feel like that's fair. I, I do with my misgivings with the movie. I loved when, uh, you know, uh, she gets dumped on by all the poop and pee from the, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the uh, pipe. That was, that was great. Um, I, I'm going to give it a seven and I'm going to shut up. Piz, take us home. One thing I didn't mention about it is I really liked the portrayal of Leatherface. I really liked the guy who played Leatherface. I thought he did a really good job. Um, I think this is one of my favorite Leatherface performances. Um, I'm just going to, just to 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 really piss everybody off, I'm going to give it a 10. Yes. Just to piss everybody off. <laughs> um, that's, that's awesome. There we go. Well, yeah. uh, let me be honest. Let me be honest. Um I mean, I would give it an eight. I'd give it an eight legit. This if this is the last Texas Chainsaw, to wrap this up, if this is the last Texas Chainsaw movie we ever had, does this put a bow on everything for you? I don't know if it'd put a bow on it, but I mean, it, it would at least go out on a fun note. A much better note than Leatherface. I think you, a better note than 3D. Um, a better note than the beginning. So, I mean, I, if this was the swan song, I say good because I, I think it went out. I think he's it went out with a bang, and he's still wanna, out there. You know, I want to see the there. other sister die. I, I want to see the other sister die. You know, wrap wrap that up. Um, that's that's psychological. You need counseling. Right <laughs> uh, Piz, real quick, I want to ask you. You're you're a physical media guy, like you. Sure. I know. I know you're. You know, you know certain things sometimes, you know, uh, Piz has his sources, guys. He's He's got cameras everywhere and, and people on the inside. Um, chances that we get a physical edition of this movie. Do you think they're high? I know it's Le- Netflix. Legal, mind you, is what he's asking. I sure hope yeah. so. I sure hope so. I really hope so. I think it's it is, unprecedented, the situation. Yeah, it's uncharacteristic, but this is the horror community we're talking about. It's a horror movie. You know there's going to be a push to give this a physical release. Well, I mean, Netflix has done physical releases for other stuff, um, mostly their series. Yep. But uh, you know, I don't know. I it's it's up in the air, I guess. It's uh, it's up in. The, I, I certainly would like to have a Blu-ray of this for sure, with some nice extras on it, and you know, commentary. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I don't know. Maybe I, uh, you know, Netflix has always been. They've always been open to horror but i think uh i don't know maybe this movie really opened their eyes to the, the horror fan yeah. the, the, the horror fan base to make that movie number two yep um that's they had to be shocked by that if this gets a sequel i think it'll it'll get a physical release i think if they if they truly are like okay this deserves a sequel I think that that would speak to the demand for you know, the interest. There's interest there, guys. There really mm-hmm. is. I mean, like Piz said, we're talking about a streaming service that has Stranger Things, you, like 
shows and movies that are super popular, this was number two. Number two. That's huge. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. All right, so um, Piz comes in with a spiritual ten, but a an actual eight. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there we go. I think I gave it. I think I stayed with a nine for me. Yep. Same level as three D in, in terms of sheer entertainment. Nick, you gave it a seven. Yes. Uh, last thing, Piz. How many different ways have you heard people pronounce your channel name? <laughs> oh gosh, let's see. Uh, Pizza well. Uh, Pizza well occasionally you know people will get it that first time that they'll get it you know the piz owl but it, it's a lot of times they go pizza well or pizza well um which pizza well you know i mean i i love pizza so um but yeah it's uh it, you know it happens it happens well we got a little message from somebody <laughs> to show you and this may be a first in the pronunciation oh gosh so, here we go Let's do it Sure. Oh my God! I just found out that so so Christian, you and Nick uh, on the You Need a Horror podcast, you want to have not only me but also Pieswell on the same show. Two guys with probably more slasher reviews than uh, all of the people in Rhode Island. I don't know why I picked Rhode Island. It's a small state. I guess I could have went bigger, but yeah. Um, that sounds like a, a really cool idea. Okay, cutting it up with Pieswell. Talking horror with you two fine gentlemen. Yeah. Count me in. So pissed. What do you think? I'll, I'll give him a pass because he's wearing a uh, True Romance shirt. <laughs> so he's wearing the, 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 the Drexel shirt. I'll give him a pass. So maybe sometime this year, if the stars align, everybody's busy. I mean, forget getting just me and Nick together to get all four of us together would be a astronomical thing. But if the stars align, I think we're going to try to get a, a super show and just show up and let Piz and drum dumb talk. <laughs> just back up. Okay. That'd be cool. Piz. I think you'd be down for that. Huh? Well, if I think he needs to maybe watch a video and, and hear how I say my name, <laughs> respect <laughs> has to be given to the legend Piz Owl. But, um, you know, again, the, the Drexel shirt gets in points. Uh, I, the only reason I knew how to pronounce your name, because I got into your channel 10 years ago, damn near, when you started it, and it was cause the intro. Hey, people, piss out here. That's uh, how <laughs> I knew. I Okay, I don't need to worry about how to pronounce it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Christian was, uh, he was hacking it up with that video, I was laughing. He, he sent it to me, and he's like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, we got to start calling him that now. I know <laughs> that. Well, here's the thing. I know Lee has watched your video. I know he has because he's. I've seen Lee talk about you before in a very positive light. So he's seen your stuff, but I don't know. Maybe Lee's just getting old, and he's he can't remember how to say stuff. So I mean, that's a, you know, it's a possibility. <laughs> Piz, look, let me let me say this, dude. This has been really so me and you and Nick, we have covered the memories of Friday the 13th and we have covered the memories of Texas Chainsaw. And now I mean, thank you. I mean, this wouldn't have been near as fun without you. I mean, me and Nick love doing the show and it's great. But every time we do these, there's it's excuse me. This is like I think this has been lightning in the bottle. This has been so fun. I can't tell you which ones were more fun, the Fridays or the Texases. I don't know, but I think that this episode right here is going to be something. When people see this and the discussions and the in-depth stuff, I don't know. I, I just hope you had as much fun coming on doing this as I know that the people have listening to it and being a part of the show with us. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It's great fun. Yeah. 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 So thank you. We yeah. really appreciate it, man. Uh, this, I feel like we put a bow on these memories and um, it was, it was awesome. And I, I know I, I get people all the time. They'll say, I love going back and listening to those Friday, the 13th memories. It's, that's their junk food. That's their comfort food is these episodes. Mm. So it's uh it's something, man. So thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. No, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, for asking me to come back and I apologize for the internet issues. Uh, last time or when we were going to be we scheduled nope. to do this one before. Yeah. So it all worked out in the end, man. So yeah. thanks yeah. Nick. You want to give the final word for the people? Uh, I, I'll echo what you said about Piz. You know, I, we really appreciate it. We have fun every single time. And I, I think that there are some of our best received episodes. So, um, yeah, I, I think the conversation's organic and I think, I think it comes across as very, uh, just very enjoyable, very entertaining. It, it flies by for us when we're recording it. I hope it flies by for you guys when you are listening to it. Uh, this community is great, man. This community is great. This, this podcast is great. The, the viewership, the, the support and the people we've been able to bring on here and, and the people I've been able to meet and work with, uh, due to the podcast has, has been awesome. Uh, I don't know. We just, you know, we want to thank you guys again for listening to us bullshit for two hours and sorry, Halloween kills always gets brought up. I, I you know, I'm trying my best to not do that, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we just we really appreciate it, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next time we can get Piz back on here. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we get a sequel to this movie, and uh, we can we'll have that to talk about in about a year or so. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's been great. All right, to put a bow on this, Piz, to put a real bow on these memories we've done. Give everybody watching this on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, give this episode the classic. Piz Owl outro. Oh man. Okay. Hold, hold on. on. Hold on. Let me, let me, uh, let me make you full screen for this. Let's do it. Here we go. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for watching. We really appreciate it. Take care. And until next time, peace. This has been a production of the You Need a Horror Podcast. You need it, we got it. Thank you for listening.